Hey friends, if you want to help support this show, please consider joining our official yoga and podcast Patreon. The great member perks such as exclusive stress relief audio meditations, live in yoga classes, plus you can earn podcast merch over time. To find out more, please visit patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. It's spelled p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash y-o-g-a-a-n-d-p-o-d-c-a-s-t. The link to check it out is also in the show notes. Your support is greatly appreciated. Now, on with the show. Welcome, friends, to the Yoga and Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Weber, a yoga and Pilates teacher who is living and learning every day here in beautiful Austin, Texas, and I am just so curious about all things yoga and. If this is your first time joining us, a big warm welcome to you, and also a huge thank you to the listeners of Yoga and Podcast. Because of you, we have clocked in at 10,000 downloads which is such a milestone. I have been meaning to do an episode on yoga and podcasting for a while now, and I figured this is a great time to do it, celebrating this milestone. Uh, In this episode, I will share with you all about my journey so far as a podcaster and the lessons I have learned from uh, making a show and the unexpected perks that have come with it. I will also share with you the next phase on the yoga and podcast journey. And I hope this episode inspires you, uh, whether you're thinking about starting a podcast of your own or you're just curious about the process. I will also attempt to answer the question, how is yoga related to podcasting? Stay tuned at the very end of this episode. I will share with you my top 10 podcast recommendations. They're very random, but they're very good. And I know you're going to love these shows. Now, let's sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode, y'all. thought I would start at the beginning. I have wanted my own podcast for a really long time. I can think as far back as seven years just fantasizing about it, not really knowing what I wanted to talk about, but knowing interviewing just sounded like a great idea and I felt like I'd be good at it. And and what stopped me from pursuing it then was you know, the technology wasn't as accessible as it is today. I mean, we're talking, there's an app on your phone right now where you can make a podcast for free. Like that's how easy it is to make a podcast. But seven years ago, it wasn't as easy. So there was the technology piece that was intimidating, but also I didn't know anyone who did podcasts. And so that was really intimidating. Um, I'm not a researcher. I get overwhelmed when I have to research a bunch on my computer and like all the information starts to run together. And so I felt like I would be all alone researching how to do this on my own with no help. And that's why I didn't start it then. Also, I didn't know myself as well as I do now seven years ago. So 
I, I'm glad I didn't start one because I wouldn't know. I don't think my podcast would have any theme or any structure. So now today, um, obviously I have one. It's been going for 16 months and it's will continue. But at first, when I started my podcast in February of 2020, I wasn't sure how to, I wasn't sure about the name. It originally was called Grounded in Yoga. I liked that theme, using yoga as a tool to ground yourself, because that's very, very personal. That's like why I practice yoga primarily. And uh, the name, though, just felt really, it just didn't, it didn't have anything that stood out about it. And I didn't love it. And a friend of mine uh, helped me come up with yoga and, and because I wanted every episode title to be yoga and a subject for like it is now, like it is today, yoga and Buddhism, yoga and climbing, etc. And um, I also didn't know like if I was going to interview people or if it was going to be solo. I didn't know if it was going to be every week. There's just so many decisions you have to make when you're starting anything new. And the thing is, this is a hobby and it's so easy to stop it whenever you like. And the thing about if you want to gain a following with any content creation, it's about being consistent. And I'll get more into that. But um, what I have figured out, at least for now, and I think it's always evolving, um, is yoga and podcast is um, content that helps to bring this vast subject of yoga philosophy and yoga practices down to earth um, in a digestible and tangible way for everyday real people. That is, I guess, my elevator pitch now. And it's taken me 16 months (laughs) to get that just pinned down in one sentence. So if you're thinking about podcasting or you're just curious about what it might take to be a podcaster besides the obvious, so the obvious would be the technology, the mic, a computer, the computer ideally would have, you know, audio editing software on it, maybe a soundproof room, maybe some headphones. But besides that, I have found what it takes is um, the big one is to have something to say, like that feeling like, ooh, you have something to share with the world through your words. That's really helpful. And also whatever it is that you're passionate about and you want to share with the world, that can be the point of your show. And that will keep the show going, that passion For me, um, on a deeper level, a void has been filled from this podcast. Um, Specifically, you know, most of my adult life, um, there's that situation where, you know, you're at a social event or a social gathering and you're hanging out with a bunch of other um, coworkers and, you know, all I want to do is talk about things uh, like what I talk about on my show. Um, you know, this is before the podcast, but I want to talk about work um, in the best way. Like I want to talk about career. I want to talk about workshops to other teachers. What do you want to do for the future, you know, as a workshop? What's going on in the mind-body world? That type of stuff. And I distinctly remember um, being at like a get together and all that was received with was just like, 
Nobody was interested in talking about that stuff. And the conversation always, always goes to boys and dating. And I remember just feeling like such a weirdo um, that nobody wanted to, you know, talk about that stuff with me. I couldn't really find that um, person in my life. And fast forward to the pandemic, I live alone. And when we we're in lockdown, it was getting really lonely. Uh, and that honestly is what pushed me and gave me the nerve to then reach out to people and ask to interview them. And I, I interviewed people. I only interview people that I admire, but it was super uh, scary because I didn't know what I was doing. You know, I never interviewed people before. I had a podcast for a month and I'm like, hey, do you want to be on this podcast? And luckily, everybody said yes. And I think a part of it was, you know, maybe maybe I choose the right people and I kind of already knew they would say yes. But maybe because we were in lockdown, nobody had anything else to do. <laughs> and so everyone said yes. And that really um, helped my confidence in it, honestly. Another thing that a void has been filled in me with the podcast is the fact that it's great continuing education just to um, ask questions to these experts and get answers. And it's always about things I'm genuinely curious about. So I've learned so much uh, from the guest. Another uh, thing that is, I have found what it takes is to have an affinity for talking. And I am so grateful I'm a talker. When I was growing up, it was kind of frowned upon. Like, oh, you talk so much. But guess what? When you're a podcaster, you kind of need to talk a lot. You kind of need to... Uh, always <laughs> usually repeat what you say uh, a few times when you're uh, recording yourself, when you're doing solo episodes. And I find um, usually by the third time, I've nailed it. And so you have to repeat the same stuff over and over sometimes. And uh, yeah, so that's a plus. Also, don't hate your own voice. Uh, maybe, dare I say, even love your own voice. And what has helped me love my own voice is those uh, YouTube videos that teach you voiceover exercises. It really helps. Uh, I think maybe having a female voice, having a little more um, kind of an alto or like a deeper uh, resonance to the voice. Like I can drop my voice a little bit lower. That helps, uh, with it sounding better, but I didn't know that at first I had to figure it out. I had to try a bunch of voiceover exercises. Uh, and I mean, really, if you want to talk about voice stuff, uh, warm herbal teas, warming up the lungs, even working out before you, you speak into the mic really can help. If you're tight in your upper body, cold and tight in your upper body, that can affect how your voice sounds. I mean, it's, I've learned so much uh, looking into voiceover work. Another thing is to be an active listener. So I 100% believe that listening is becoming more and more of a lost art. And making a show every week is one way to flex your active listening skills on the regular, especially if you interview guests, because you must listen to your guests. If you do not, people will 
since that and it's so awkward to hear an interview where the interviewer is not listening. Patience also goes in a line with that. Consistency and time to dedicate to producing your podcast is a must. Uh, the little research I have done and what I know about making most content is, you know, being consistent. You're going to slowly gain an audience. When you're inconsistent, the audience can get confused and lose interest. And I've seen that firsthand in my own experience. And so I highly recommend uh, having a schedule, having a life that's not too hectic um, where you can, you know, produce a show you know, within a day or two. It's about the long game. That's the thing to remember about making a podcast. And lately I've been working on my own climbing skills and doing some endurance climbing. And that means I climb really easy routes. I climb up the route and then I also down climb. That helps with footwork. I do that twice in a row and then I rest and then I get back on and I do it again. And I think of that as producing... Um, an episode because none of the none of it is actually that hard. You're just doing it for hours at a time, you know. So editing is not hard. Writing a script is not hard. Recording yourself is not hard. Having a guest that you admire and you want to know more about that's not hard. It's nerve wracking, but it's not hard. None of it's hard. It's just all of it together is endurance training. <laughs> And every week, it's like a muscle. You get better at it. It moves faster. I've gotten to the point where when I look at the audio that I'm editing, um, you can see the audio wave of people's voices. And I can almost, I, without just even listening to it, I can almost tell you where the ums are. That's how many ums I've edited so far. <laughs> it's like uh, a sixth sense now. Okay, moving on. Have a place to record that is quiet. So no barking dogs, no babies crying, no construction, no noisy neighbors. Uh, you know, it might be a thing where you ask your partner to take the kids out, you know, for an afternoon and then you record or, you know, take the, have someone take that dog out for a walk while you record. Big one is to be really clear about the reason that you're doing this. What is your mission statement and why this is so important? And I've had to revise mine over and over and I'll share them with you. It's a list of uh, nine of my values for the show. This is what I share with each guest. So we're on the same page. It's also what keeps me really clear about each episode. It, it, every episode must have all these values in them. Um, and there are nine of them. And feel free to use them in, or just be inspired by it if it helps you. Number one is to solve a problem and or raise thought-provoking questions for the listeners. Number two, have the listener receive value in the form of information and education. Number three is have a mildly entertaining element. So I put that in there because this is an educational podcast and you, you know, I'm silly. I want to walk that line where I'm not overly funny or silly or ridiculous or where it almost, it, it, you know, that could be misconstrued with being like disrespectful or something to the content given. Um, so I kind of put that in one in there for me, 
uh, yeah, that silliness needs to, there's other outlets for that, but not for this show. Number four, keep the language and concepts simple and accessible for the listener who might be brand spanking new to yoga. So this is important. Um, we want, I want, we, just me and my cats, want it to be accessible. So, you know, thinking of the person who might be new to yoga or the brand new yoga teacher, speaking to that person. So we're not speaking in, say, Sanskrit about these complex poses that, you know, nobody knows what they are in Sanskrit. And it's like we're talking, well, we are talking a different language, but that can make people feel left out. And so we want everyone to be included in that. My cats and I talked about it at length and that's what we decided on. Number five, have resources after the episode is over on how to dive deeper into the topics mentioned in the episode. So yeah, the follow-up. Um, usually that's in the show notes of where you can learn more about whatever topic that was discussed. And usually it's a free resource. And yeah, we want people to take that information and, and kind of have the next step if they want to pursue more on that subject. Number six, have an underlying theme of positivity, inspiration, and empowerment. That's, you know, my goal in when people leave the episode, they're finished the episode, I would like them to feel that way. Who knows? But that's, that's the goal. You know, that that's what I like to feel when I get done listening to podcasts. Number seven, this is a heart centered show. So instead of a mind-centered show, it's about celebrating your passion for the topic of choice. So it's not about being right. It's not about being in your head. It's not about analytics. It's not about spouting off, you know, statistics. It's not a lecture. It's about sharing your heart. And that, I think, that is the essence. You know, that's what I want to highlight the most. And so just share your heart. And I feel like every single interviewer has done that very, very well. And I'm very picky. I'll talk more about that part in a moment, but uh, I've been very impressed with everyone who's been on the show. They've been so gracious with their time and vulnerable and definitely share their heart, speak from their heart. The last podcast value is number nine. In order to have a broader outreach, the language must be PG. It's just the type of show it is. You know, I want families to be able to have it on and not have to feel like they have to turn it off because somebody cussed <laughs> on a yoga podcast. And there, you know, there's nothing, I don't have anything against cussing. It just doesn't belong on my show. And I hope, I hope that inspired you maybe to write your own set of goals or values as you're starting your own podcast. Or if you already have it, maybe revamping it. I refresh mine every few months as it as needed. All right. So clearly I've only been podcasting for 16 months. I am no way an expert in this. So when I share with you things I have learned so far, think of me as your friend and you're thinking about starting a podcast and you want to know some of the first steps or some of the, um, the things to consider. All right. So the first thing I learned is 
when I first started this podcast, I, I was asking everyone's opinion about it because I, I wanted to know. I wanted to know, wanted to get an idea. And I kind of wish I didn't because it didn't, their, their ideas of how the podcast should be were not my ideas. And so I wish I would have just gone with my gut and not have put too much, um, into other people's words, right? Another thing is being picky. And I, I'm by nature, extremely picky person, uh, very discerning. And, as someone who interviews people, being picky is a must. And luck, I've been very lucky. I usually go with my gut and 90% of the time or 98% of the time it's worked out. But then there's that 2% where it's a really bad match and it fails horribly. <laughs> and, and, um, and those people have not been published and it was just not a good match and it wasn't personal. It just wasn't good. And so the reason why it, it didn't work out and I kind of missed the red flags was I always do this. It's, I think of it almost like a date, like you're going to go on a date with someone to dinner and a movie, but first you do the coffee date as like an interview for the actual date, right? When you date somebody. When you're interviewing someone for a podcast, I have learned to go on that coffee date, quote unquote. So that would be a phone call. And one, you get to hear their voice. So if they're a stranger, you know, they're out of the country or out of the state and they're contacting you or you're contacting them. You want to see how you vibe um, as, you know, as new age as that sounds, but it really people can hear it. And if, if it, if it isn't a good match, it can feel painful to listen to that type of interview. And so that's what I do now is I always call. And another thing I do, if, especially if it's someone wanting me to interview them, they approach me, the response immediately is, Oh, that's awesome. What episodes have you listened to of the podcast? That is a test. That is a test because this podcast has a vibe. Also, I look at all this as an energy exchange. So if you're not going to take the time to genuinely listen to a show that you want to be on, why, why am I going to spend four hours of free labor? Right. That's how I look at it. And I don't think it's harsh, but I think it's about, it's about respect. Like, I want you to know what I do and I want you to be thoughtful about it, you know, cause I'm super thoughtful about who's on the podcast. So that, that's how that works. And, um, maybe that's a little cutthroat, but I, I'm very picky person. <laughs> Something else I've learned is, uh, to keep going keep going, even though it feels like you're talking into a black hole or you know you're serving value, but you don't know who's listening or some weeks you feel super inspired, some weeks you do not. Just keep it going and keep it going in little ways. 
So um, even tonight, I mostly have this episode done and I only had to do the outro, which would take like probably 15 minutes. But I decided to do um, the rest of this um, written script that I was like, am I going to leave this in? I don't know. But you chip away at it like like you're a sculptor <laughs> a little bit every day or every other day. And then it really all comes together and it gets easier, I promise. And another thing I learned is to be uncomfortable. So be uncomfortable with this process of fitting in time to record yourself, to edit. It's uncomfortable to record yourself all the time. It's annoying uh, sometimes. Like I'm sitting in my room by myself talking at a mic. I feel like I'm talking to myself. It's just, and you do that all the time, right? So it's a little uncomfortable. Um, So is putting yourself out there. So is stating your opinions. So is being vulnerable and reaching out to people. Um, But it's beautiful and it's worth it. And it's a lot like yoga. So this is the one parallel I'll make. Yoga and podcasting. What is similar about them? What is the common thread? It's you stretching and growing and being uncomfortable. And literally, I guess you're doing a yoga pose when you're in your closet and your knees are up to your ears, right? It's uh, malasana, I guess. Squat, yoga, yogi squat. Another thing I have learned is the practical podcast skills that you do need. You need them. You need to learn how to edit. You need to learn how to speak into a mic. You need to learn how to interview all these really cool skills. And that could turn into something later down the line, maybe a different podcast. Maybe you interview people um, in other ways. Maybe you do public speaking. Maybe you do voiceover work. Um, You know, if you're an actor, that would be a really easy thing to um, do because you've already invested in the audio equipment. Another thing that I keep thinking about (laughs) in the 16 months I've been doing this, how do I keep making a podcast? Like what, how does this keep going? Because I'm, I'm usually quick to move on to a new hobby by now. And I honestly think that there is something like bigger than me helping me along on this journey because I don't know how it happens I tell people all the time, I don't know how this episode got done, but it got done. It gets done every week or every other week, I guess now, because I'm implementing a new schedule, but it's exciting and it's kind of like confusing. Like, how did I do it again? Um, (laughs) But I I think it's a sign that I need to continue doing it. And... um, you are developing discipline. I do, I get a sense of joy every time I publish a new episode because there is like a little bit of an adrenaline, adrenaline rush putting something out there regularly because it's, you know, it's exciting. And there's something really satisfying about completing an episode and like having it turn over um, quickly. And, and then it's exciting to hear, to know that people are listening to it. You know, I get feedback from people commenting, you know, on an episode or I run into someone and they tell me, oh, I really like your show. And 
and that that keeps the momentum going um i want to also mention recycling and so you may not know this or you might you might be aware but when you create content in one way you can turn it into something else so an obvious thing you could do with your podcast episode is turn that same episode topic into a blog post. And the reason why that could be useful, I mean, I know blog posts, what? Blog post, all those keywords within your blog post, somebody's Googling a question and they stumble across your blog and then they see that you have a podcast episode about it, right? It's a great tool. Other ways to recycle. You could turn an episode into a workshop. You could turn that audio into a YouTube video that's just audio, or that you know you could reenact parts of your podcast, points of it in a YouTube video, and you can cross promote that. Um, and I mean, the list goes on and on. And you know, we now have TikTok, and we have. Twitch now. We have all these new platforms. We have Twitter. It can all just kind of cross over. Um, you know, your Instagram could obviously advertise your podcast and, and through an audio wave. Um, so yeah, there's a lot you can do with it. And, and you can even get it transcribed into a book uh, for a book. So if you had a podcast, um, that transcription could be that first draft, a very rough draft of a potential book, and then you can refine it. But, but another motive, another thing that keeps me um, moving is uh, as hippy dippy as it sounds, yes, I sit down and meditate and people come to mind or concepts come to mind. And so it keeps, it keeps getting churned out because I do continue to feel inspired by my community around me. Also, another motivator is I do feel more connected with my mind-body community. And, you know, that has been um, a deprivation, you know, this past year, 2020, and now things are opening back up and everything is, you know, buzzing with aliveness and everyone's doing everything. And, and so there's even more inspiration because like we're out in the world now and I get to see more people. Another thing, the last thing I want to say about like what I've learned as a podcaster and, and a listener of podcasts, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I believe that the world craves more intimate intimacy. And, and I just mean, you know, I don't mean intimacy in the sexual way. <laughs> I mean it in um, kind of that personable one-on-one -on -one type of feeling, being seen, um, and not my own podcast, but like every podcast I listen to, I feel like I'm on a walk with that person when I put my AirPods in and I walk out in the woods and, um, and I can only hope that my podcast yoga and gives some of that, um, that feeling to other people, that feeling of intimacy, that feeling of like being on a walk with mind body people and talking about, um, subjects that maybe they wouldn't feel comfortable talking about with just anyone, you know, and maybe some of the tougher subjects. 
so yeah, intimate moments I think are really valuable. And I think that's why it's been such a resurgence, um, you know, because in the 1920s or whenever we had the radio, the talk radio and and 2021, like podcaster have exploded. And so that's a, all these reasons I'm hoping will encourage you to do a podcast as well. And if you have questions, you can always email me at yoga and podcast at gmail.com. And I would love to um, share with whatever, try to answer whichever question you have um, about getting started. All right, we're going to get into the perks of having a podcast. And what's so funny is I've been recording this a few times and it hasn't felt right. And I took a little break and then I thought more about it. And I'm like, actually, it's not right because there's more perks than I wrote down. And so uh, I'll, I'll just tell you what I've what I have found personally is uh, having a podcast of your own, it connects you with your community. And that could be the listeners could be that community or and or, you know, the guest could be the community um, and it could even be businesses. So some podcasts partner with other businesses and they call them friends of the show and say you want to associate yourself with like a few businesses you really love and admire and and. What I love about podcasting is you can go out into the world and you can choose and you can ask, you know, who do you want to bring into this platform? And of course, you know, they're going to say yes or no, but it's kind of cool. You can make your own community in a way. And with that, with community, you also are contributing to your community, you know, the community of people listening and, um, you know, I'm a firm believer, you know, having a podcast, for instance, it elevates your own voice, but then you bring people on that podcast and you're elevating their voices as well. So you're like, you know, raising everyone up and yourself included. With that, you also step into more of a leadership role. You know, you're leading the way. You're making decisions all the time. There's all these like little decisions you have to make, um, making any kind of show, but this audio, you know, it's an audio based program and, you know, from editing, you know, editing is all about making decisions to artwork, to the structure. There's so many little things. And so you really have to just step up and, and just make a decision like, all the time, which is a good thing. And another thing that I think helps and develops um, in in terms of like character is this sense of discipline, just self-development in general. And you can link that back to the practice of yoga. You know, yoga is about self-discovery, self-development, discipline of the self. And boy, I tell you, I'm in so much resistance when I'm on my couch and I'm like watching, what am I watching? I'm watching Golden Girls or I'm watching uh, lately Westworld. <laughs> I love TV and I have no motivation to get up and work on my podcast. And I'm in that resistance moment. And there's right there is a decision like, for the amount of TV I watch, I can afford to spend four hours of my week 
working on my podcast, because guess what? Those four hours would probably be spent on social media and or TV. So then I make the decision and all my resistance. I'm like, now I'm going to get up and I'm going to work on my podcast and I make myself do it. And once I start, I'm going on a tangent. Once I start, it just, it just feels right. It feels good. I just keep going, you know, a couple hours here, the next day, a couple hours there, the third day, listen through it, you know, like any other hobby, your podcast is a hobby it gives you that sense of well-being and that investment in yourself and and particularly the act of creating an episode and then putting it out in the world publishing it out like every tuesday i publish and i feel so proud of myself i'm like wow i did another one i don't even know how it happened but it did yes it could probably be a little spiffier it could have been a little better but you know what i'm really i'm okay with how it turned out and it feels a little bit like you're a kid and it's Christmas morning. There's like this kind of gush of excitement. And so I get to experience that every week. And that's, you know, what kind of keeps it moving. Um, and so that's empowering. And also, I want to say the perks. Really good things have happened since I started this podcast. And and I, I, you know, you could say, well, you know, I was at a low, we were all at a low point, you know, uh, start of 2020 and then it got better, but I do think I'm attracting, uh, more of what I want into my life, at least with work. I believe that some of these opportunities came about not directly because of the podcast, not that they were like listening to it, but I think it was just I was more on maybe other people's radar because I was putting it out there so regularly. So I was regularly out on social media um, doing this thing that wasn't just me by myself, you know, posting about classes that I'm doing, but it was something a little different and that maybe set me apart. I don't know, but I, I do feel like something about that was advertising myself in a non-typical way, I guess. So very grateful for that. And then also the gratitude from others have been a huge perk. Um, I've had monetary help with the podcast. I've had volunteer help. I have the generosity of others just honestly, just like giving me random gifts because of the podcast. What? And then I'll get encouraging emails, encouraging text, like, hey, I listened to this show. I really love it. I'll get, you know, those Apple reviews, really sweet things. So, um, so many really positive things have come from putting this out there. And I'm just, I'm super grateful for it. I didn't expect all of it. And um, I highly recommend if you're, if you have, you know, that, that you're in a place in your life where it makes sense to try something like this, but you're, you're not sure. I mean, I would really give it a go because it is, it is like quite special. And the last thing I'll say about the perk, and I mentioned it earlier, is that free education piece. That is pretty um, nice. And it's really informed. It really helps me as a teacher stay, um, 
stay fresh and I'm always kind of shifting my perspective a little bit with these interviews. It's, it's really made teaching um, richer because I teach both yoga and Pilates. And so um, I had someone on the show uh, recently and we were talking about squatting and cueing and over cueing. And that, that really blew my mind. And I've taught differently ever since just that one interview alone. And there's just been so many interviews since. All right. Now we get to the best part of this episode, my podcast favorites. I'll share with you my top 10 podcast recommendations. And most of these are nothing like my own, but I will remind you variety is the spice of life. Number one is spooked. If you like scary stories told by the people who live them and spooky hip hop, this show is for you. Number two, radio rental. Similar premise. It's scary stories told by the people who live them. We're talking, you know, ghost stories, you guys, and 80s throwback music. And there is a character called Terry Carnation who runs this rental store within the podcast, played by Rayan Wilson. It's a little quirky. It's a little goofy to balance out the scary. Highly recommend it. Number three, The Chameleon. Ooh, this is a real live true crime series that's unbelievable. It takes place in between L.A. and Indonesia in, I think, the early to mid-2000s. It's just a wild ride. Another wild ride is number four, The Dropout. This is another real-life true crime story of Elizabeth Holmes, uh, creator and CEO of Theranos. And it's about ambition and it's really, really unbelievable um, as well. So I highly recommend those. Number five, we're switching gears a little bit to more comedy, more lightheartedness. Sincerely Fortune, comedian Fortune Feimster. Oh my God, she's amazing. And she shares her sincere side with us in the show. And she often brings her wife, or her mother, Ginger, to co-host the show with her. And it is just adorable, refreshing. You're going to love it. Number six is the Pants Podcast. So uh, the stars from The L Word, Kate Monig and Leisha Haley, are real-life best friends, and they talk about everything on their show. And they often talk about home improvement projects that they're doing in real life. They're adorable. And I, they're talking right now about doing an L word recap in the future, in the near future. So I can't wait to check that out as well. Number seven, we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle and her sister. This show is introspective, inspiring. It's like chicken soup for the soul. I really, really love it. Number eight, simple Ayurveda podcast. I absolutely love this show as well. And actually, the host, Angela Perger, has been on this show before. Check out episode number 42, Yoga and Ayurveda, when you get the chance. I have learned so much from this show about Ayurveda, the sister science of yoga. Ayurveda is really complex stuff, and Angela makes it really easy and digestible. Highly recommend Number nine, true story with Tig and Cheryl. Comedian Tig Nataro and Cheryl Hines from Curb Your Enthusiasm review documentaries that they have barely watched. It is entertainingly awesome. 
Number 10, don't ask Tig. Every week, Tig begs you not to ask her for advice, but we end up doing it anyway. It's a really fun escape, and she brings guests on the show. It's a good time. So I want to know what your favorite podcasts are, and if you're starting a podcast, and what is it about? And let me know what you think of my recommendations, too. I would love to know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode all about yoga and podcasting. I hope you feel inspired to start one of your own. We all have something to say, and that is valuable. If you would like to support the show, please check out our official yoga and podcast Patreon. There are great member perks such as official podcast merch, exclusive virtual yoga classes, and much more. Check it out on patreon.com forward slash yoga and podcast. The theme song is performed by Ali Holder. Sound engineering and guest booking by Bentley the Cat. Social media by Chloe the Kitty. Remember that this podcast is for everyone. If you are a human living on planet Earth, you might benefit from listening to Yoga and Podcast. See you next time. <laughs>